Okay, here we go. The Panda Maga Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Listen, you'd be fucking amazed. There's more? He was seeing a psychiatrist. Tony? Fucking broad from Montclair. There you go, kid. There you go. You big motherfucker. Fuck. God damn right. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. That that should that little clip should tip you off as to who our guest is. And by the way, he's a guest who's along with Bill Lee and Jerry Thornton, probably all are co-holders of the record. Yeah. For the most appearances on the Planet Mikey podcast. They, they're in the big money uh, league now. Yeah, well, yeah. Talent well, fees are outrageous these days. Union guys. It's not easy. John Fiore is here. He's an actor. He's a singer. He's and, a and coxman to boot. <laughs> you have a boat now? <laughs> Does boot? I, I'm a coxman on my own boat. Yeah, right. Now I stand in the poop deck. Uh, ben Kitchen, Bill, Bill, Bill Smith. Hello. These are all people that I know and love very much, and they're very good at what they do, uh, and they they really really help me in a therapeutic sense get through a weekly. Chest lightning as I unravel mentally. How you doing, guys? I'm good, buddy. Good to see you. It's good to be in town, you know? John Fiore is, uh, has been in. Uh, I won't go through your whole resume because it's too long. A few I mean, it's it's too long. Yeah, man. it's too long. Plus, there's a lot of things but to add that aren't even on the list. I will, you know, I went through Ben's resume last week in, one, in 14 seconds. Remember that, Ben? My one IMDb credit. What, Let me what did see you your do? resume. What did you do on IMDb, Ben? Here, I'll give you my one production manager, Uzi, 2018. Nice. Oh, you weren't see? that guy buying rubbers at the drugstore <laughs> in Mystic Pizza? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mystic Pizza. That's one of Johnny's yes. movies. You had that movie, of course. I'm, I'll just give a quick list. Somerville guy, okay, although you don't live in Somerville now. Uh, cast member of The Sopranos. Uh, the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood, Law yes. and Order, uh, the Oscar award-winning Coda film, oh, which was filmed in Gloucester. Film, yeah. Is that yeah. filmed in Gloucester? Gloucester, all all up that way, you know? up to shore, yeah, up to North Shore, North Shore. Uh, all my children, all my children, Guiding Light, Guiding Light, Chappaquiddick. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on and on. John it's amazing. And he's been the years this. have gone by. I think you've been on this show at least four or five times, right? I'd say yeah, f- a solid four. Yeah. What was it like sure. working with Susan Lucci? She was cool, you know. They're aloof, these people. So yeah. she was nice because it was an Italian thing. I felt. Yeah. Hi, how are you? But nobody really wanted to chum it up. Really? It's like a little uh, distance. I heard she was always super focused on the set. Like, yeah, they got a shitload of lines. Those people, pages, fucking yeah. day and, after and day. daily, right? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I had to run like that with the lines. There's no fucking way I can yeah. do this. It's hard to memorize <laughs> anything, but never mind. At my age, I'm telling you, I'm having a hard time with this. Did they ever hold up cue cards like on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I've never seen that. They used to talk about it on the soaps. They hold cue cards. I've yeah. never seen it once. No, if didn't. you don't know your lines, get the hell out of here. Don't throw you right the fuck out. You're done. You got to step into the fucking spotlight, bang out 15, 20 pages sure. like it's nothing. Now, you you had a lot more Guiding Light episodes than you had you all had my children. You had a run on that. That was a legitimate fucking run yeah. on Guiding Light. Right. As Salerno. You still get residual checks? No, they don't give you shit for the fucking soap operas. Because <laughs> they're over. I swear to God, every, you've done over 100 fucking episodes. Every 10 years, you'll get this weird check for a fucking dollar twenty. I swear to God. <laughs> Not even every year. Fucking 10 years. Yeah, 10 of them, though. You can get a, go to Burger King. You know, 
That was the old after days. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit. Yep. Sag, you always get a, a little chunk. You know what I mean? You get right. at least a tank of fucking gas with every check. So of your residual <laughs> checks for all the things you've done, what's, I, I mean, Sopranos. The granddaddy of them all? Yeah, I mean. For money? It's got to be Sopranos. I'd say Law and Order for the, the duration oh, of Oh, how many episodes? 57. 57 Law and Order episodes. Nice. So yeah. that that's in perpetuity. I just got a fucking check the other day. Couple of Gs. What the fuck? 20 years old? <laughs> Give me the money. Send me money in the fucking mail. Now it's on the computer. I even have to open a fucking letter. It's, it's constantly on TV. I look up. Yeah, there's right. fucking Stop. money in my bank from fucking Law and Order. It is. I'll now, what seasons? Because I want to go back and I don't want to look at seasons you're not in because I don't know. They I, suck anyway. 1990 <laughs> to 1998. 90 to 98 was your run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, written out. Get, does it get out. easier to play the character as time goes on? Yeah. You become more accustomed to what the person would it, be like. You become one and the same at one point. They go, you know something? I can't tell the difference between Fiori and Profaggi. Yeah, that's right. So say <laughs> they what they laugh want, alike, they talk at times, they even walk alike. I mean, that's what happens. Ultimately, you yourself. Now, you did a movie in 2023, but you never even told me about it. It's called The Family's Feud. Oh, I what the heck's you... up? What? Tell me what? How can we hear about uh, that? Prime. I'm surprised I didn't tell you the last time. Um, could be a reason. No. What's it about? <laughs> I mean, obviously it's, it's a mob. It's movie. Uh, <laughs> mob guys versus a hillbilly family. They come upon a hillbilly family in the woods with the mob guys, and one of them shoots the other. So a feud ensues. Now, within that, the mob family is feuding. Me, Angelo D'Angelo. That's your name in the show. <laughs> Angelo D'Angelo. It's not a bad fucking name. I kind of wish that was my real name. Well, it's certainly easy to remember, you know, if you're Angelo. Angelo (laughs) D'Angelo. So that's your character, and who are you in this? So in that, I'm like a lone, oddball, Chiganti-esque, though not stumbling and mumbling, but uh, an eccentric mob boss I am. Yeah. And these other guys are trying to kill me in weird and creative ways, but they're failing. Poison birthday cake, stupid shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Exploding cigars. Yeah, like a hammy. It's funny, you know. Right. And uh, they don't do it. They don't fucking do it. And at the same time, a faction of the mob is fighting the fucking hillbillies. Wait a minute. Hold on. So where's this? Is this what's the locale for this? Because I'm trying to think of a place where there are both mobsters and hillbillies. You know something? I don't. It was shot around here. I don't think it was ever, ever established where this fucking place oh, was. Okay. It's supposed okay. to be the, kind of a wildernessy thing, like Kentucky or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. The Kentucky mob is known for its power so in this what's country. the name of this movie again? The Family's Feud. Family's Feud. You're right. Right. I'm reunited right. with Furio, right? Yes. Furio comes in at the end. It's kind of like a cameo. But it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to check that out. We're uh, going to tell everybody listening to check that out because I, but I didn't even know about it. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, you know, what the fuck? If you got a movie, you should call me. I <laughs> movie, can, Lifetime movie. I did another movie. I just come back from fucking Mississippi. You know. <laughs> My time on yeah, the movie. I'm looking at your upcoming yeah. movie. 13? That's in the pipeline. A lot of it's propaganda. <laughs> you take a shit some guy goes i'm writing a script boom they throw it on the fucking imdb well so wait so what's 13 what was that it says In he has pipeline. 13 uh upcoming projects. Oh, oh, oh you know oh, what credit oh, I, I want did i see people I thought that was the name of the next movie that yeah. is the name of a movie i was in i swear to god called 13 really yeah well, uh, it was a remake of a french film i thought it was going to be the balls that fucking tanked they didn't do the french film right the first time they had to do a remake on the it the same guy made it in french and english and shit the bed i think that was on showtime not long ago Jeez. 13 yeah he shit the bed Great. you ray winstone fucking mickey good, rourke jason Seed, yeah. 50 cent it was a cool fucking cast i can't believe it by the way shit it's the pronounced 50, it's pronounced 50 cent 
<laughs> yeah. Where's Finny? So who was it? Ray Lee? Who was in it? Ray Winstone. Oh, no. Is that that's that? a famous uh, British actor. No, you named uh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Jason yeah. Statham. I saw him in Nine and a Half Inches. It's a porn <laughs> You know those people, they ignored me when I worked on that. I only played the role of the gambler. Sounds like you're a fucking extra, but you know, I had the cue ball in some weird gambling scenario. Well, oh, fucking, you know, give me, I'll take 10, 20. No, no, no. That was your line? They all fucking ignored me. <laughs> Mickey Rourke, so, asshole. All of them. Like, they're sitting as close as you guys. A bunch of them during, during the shoot. Nobody was fucking like, hey, how you doing? I see you three, four yeah, days in geez. a row. Let me say hello. No. They look at you like you're a fucking intruder. You know, we should have this nose blowing segment sponsored because every day, de- every uh, ten minutes into the podcast, every single week, I got to blow my nose, and I don't even do cocaine anymore. You know what's funny? I can't even remember the last time I blew my fucking nose. Seriously, I feel I don't blow my nose much. You lost a lot of weight though. What Fifty. Fifty. Got back in the fucking ring, Mikey. You 50 know, fifty pounds. Though. I made a fucking comeback. They said I couldn't come back. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> do you Here remember when Oprah came out on her on her set with a, bringing a, 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 a red wagon oh, full, full of, of, of meat, oh. full of blubber? <laughs> <laughs> Oprah's blubber. Goes, this yeah. is I love fifty pounds of crack right over this here. This is what it looks like. <laughs> And you get some fat, and you get some fat, and you get some fat. She handed it out to the audience. She threw it back on that way. They fried it up. What the fucker. You know, I forgot to mention our sponsors. I got to do that, or else they're gonna they get upset. You know, it's Vinny, and plus Vinny Cedrone, an Italian guy with a gun shop. You yeah. don't fuck with him. That's right. Vinny, Vinny's a Shawshine Firearms and Gunsmithing in Bilrica, one of our sponsors, and we love we love Vinny. He's a great guy. <laughs> And then, of course, we got, uh, don't forget, Jason Russo. And uh, If you've got trouble with your car, truck, or SUV, Pro Automotive is who to see. Pro, 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 pro Automotive. Automotive. Pro Automotive in Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts. They repair all, my, all three of my cars. Yeah. Uh, and they're fabulous, fabulous people. And my grandma's coffee cake, 1-800-8-GRANDMA. Oh, good. Oh, I love them. We send you. We'll send you. Every so. time we always you, do. Every time you say my grandma's coffee cake, somebody goes, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's because yeah. they're that oh. good. Now, uh, the other sponsor <laughs> that I want to mention, because John Fiore is going to go over there, because I, I, I gave him a, a, a nice gift card from he our did. good friend, Richie Talieri and uh, uh, Giacomo's in Melrose. You've been there before. Absolutely. You, me, and Lenny Meggs went there. Yes, we've been there together. How is Lenny Meggs? He's good. He's, like, he's still Italian. He's still going, huh? He's still, he's still old. He's How still much? Good. 100? I don't know what the hell he is. He's, he's a veteran. I can tell you this. Every time he goes out to dinner, they make him pay up front. <laughs> you know how it is. Is he still filling on the fucking sports radio? I don't know. I don't work there anymore. You know. Can you believe I've been out of WEI for eight years? You don't fucking need them. Are you kidding me? Like eight them. years. They're finished. Uh, Does anybody so, listen to that shit? <laughs> you know, I, I don't. You know, I never listen to them ever. Never. Honestly, I mean, hey, you listen to me. Oh yeah, I'm, that's on one oh. That's on one oh three seven. I hear you right? come in sometimes. You talking about the guys in the afternoon and Mego and the rest, and you like Gresh. I've heard you say wonderful you know, things. If I was if I was if I was twenty two, <laughs> I would take a run at Mego <laughs> only because she at least can tolerate. Sports. She would knock you on your ass. That's what care. she would do. She's tough. I used mean. to like that. Uh, John Fiore's here. He's uh, now the Sopranos twenty five and twenty fifth anniversary. Now. I've I've met a few cast members aside from you. I think I met out in front of Entercom Jamie Lynn Sigler. Yeah. Now she's not nice even Italian. Kid. She's Jewish. Yes. She's not Italian, but she played an Italian guy's daughter very very well. Uh, obviously, now she you know, she's like forty something now. Yeah. It's not that big of a stretch between the two. <laughs> really she's a isn't. kid. She's she, a kid, right? Yeah, you know, she was a kid Young then. Girl, yeah. yeah. Twenty five years ago, but. Uh, 
she and I just was briefly. She, you know, this is back in, uh, when the uh, the series first started. Uh, I met at Fenway Park, Uncle June. <laughs> he came in and sang the national anthem. Or, uh, uh, yeah, and he was. <laughs> do you know that he's this month? He's turning ninety three. Oh yeah, you know it's funny. You see him with his son. The son's fucking seventy nine. <laughs> so you see, that, and, and get this, they look like fucking twins. Really, they look like twin brothers. Because everywhere he goes, the son's with him. It's unbelievable. Strong genes. That's and my family. fucking kid. How old is he? Eighty. <laughs> That's like Mick Jagger, though. Mick Jagger's got a daughter who's fifty nine, and he's got a daughter who's three. These motherfuckers don't stop. It's unbelievable. Well, he was a good guy, you know. Yeah. He, I got a picture with uh, with Uncle Judy. He, he was fun, you know. Yeah. But the, I, when I looked him up today, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I talked about it a little bit. He's ninety. February twenty yeah, fourth. Uh, he's going to be ninety three. It's amazing, dude. Is he still working? I, I don't think so. But two years ago, when we saw him at an event. He knows everybody's fucking name, even if he hasn't seen him in 20 years. Wow. Hey, John, how you doing? He saw Frank, Georgia the bartender. Hey, Dominic, Frankie, how you doing? Dominic Kienes. Kienes. He was Johnny Oler in The Fucking Godfather. I mean, 70... you can't, can't do better than that. He was also in Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and, and Justice for All, which is a big movie. Yeah. Uh, was that Paul Newman movie, wasn't it? And Justice for All, wasn't it? No, it's Pacino. Pacino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? The Verdict. You're thinking of The Verdict, Look, yeah. he... Uh, before he was in in Godfather Part Two as Johnny Ola, Sicilian Messenger Boy, he was he worked for the <laughs> listen to this though he worked for the Drug Commission of New York as a recreational worker in rehab where he gave guitar lessons to women who were serving time for drug offenses. No fucking way! That sounds you like know, a job you'd want. Wow. I would do that. You yeah. know it's funny? I knew he had a fucking job outside of acting. <laughs> Just the other day, me and my friend were talking. I go, he must have had a fucking job over the years in between. No, yeah, he thought so too. Yeah. You know, it's a he was he doing did. guitar lessons. He was in the fucking penitentiary. Where yeah. was he? God, you know what? You can use that as a way, great. You know, when it comes to guitar jokes, are a great way to pick up women. Uh, but I need, I if need a backstory. If they, they fret over it if they're high strung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what's his name had a good backstory. Uh, yeah. uh, who's that? Can't remember the actor's name. Polly Walnuts. Oh, oh yeah, Tony, yeah. That's what I need. Tony Sirico, Yeah, like John Fiore. Oh, 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 you want to hear his backstory? Make me a nice fucking colorful backstory. I murdered you, people. Was my father in prison? Something fucking cool. <laughs> this Harrison's guy though, Tony. Now he passed away at the age of eighty or almost eighty. He was almost Tony Sirico. Yeah, he got uh, stricken quick with the fucking dementia type thing. Did he? Boom! Fucking three, four years gone. Oh, oh boy. Well, listen to this backstory. Born in Brooklyn, 1942, to a family of Italian descent. No way. Can you believe that? <laughs> East Flatbush and Bensonhurst in Brooklyn, he attended high school, but he did not graduate. His brother, Robert Sirico, is a Catholic priest <laughs> and the co-founder of the free market Acton Institute. As a teenager, Tony was shot in a dispute over a girl. He subsequently served in the Army. He was convicted of several crimes, arrested 28 times. Fucking awesome resume, Sirico. man. It's great. 28 arrests. It's unbelievable, Why isn't does it? he seem so legit in that I'm part? such a pussy compared to him. I got no story whatsoever. <laughs> he took, fucked. He took up acting in prison. They had a prison, uh, you See? Know. That! Even that! I want that to be said about me! <laughs> it is a sneaky scene in Goodfellas, too. He, he, oh, yeah. He, he remember that. right the fuck in, he, he? served 20 months in Sing Sing in 1971. <laughs> this guy who was a totally... I got to go to Leavenworth to top him now. Right. <laughs> he did 10 and 11. Really? Look at him. So his, uh, 
some of, some of the things he came up with in, in the uh, – I'm just looking at some of the uh, early episodes, right? Can I just say one thing quick yes. about him? In retrospect, especially with all the shit that pops up online, his fucking channels and pages and things dedicated to yeah. him, he almost emerges as the number one fucking character in that show in many ways. Yeah. He was because very, very – I, I watch a lot of these, like – I go through these rabbit holes on YouTube where it's like, what real, like who was going to become the boss? Who ordered the hit? And he's like the favorite kind of like he's the next one up. He's, yeah, he's that favorite guy. Right. I think everyone loves him well, more it, than anyone else, other than his Tony. lines were very memorable. Not just That's what the, I mean. That's just, the shit was great. He, he's in it with the um, the Jewish hotel owner that was trying to get a get on his on his <laughs> right. son in law, and and. Uh, First of all, Tony says, "Hey, ZZ Top." He says, "You gotta give me that money to the to the, uh, the hotel owner." But Tony says, "The guy makes a wisecrack," and he says, "What is this? The Catskills?" He goes, "What? He got Shecky Green over here?" <laughs> it's always Shecky Green's name Shecky they use. Green. Um, yeah, that was a very good. I'm, I'm rewatching again for the fourth time because The Sopranos is so good. You can watch it actually four times and not get sick of it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but my favorite line that was written into that show was when. Uh, the guy who played Tony Soprano's father, Johnny Boy. Oh, yeah, he passed away, Joe. He, yes, yeah. a lot of the guys have passed a away. A lot of guys have gone down. But yeah. he's yelling at the wife, Olivia, right? Yeah. And she's ta- he's trying to start a business, and she's giving him a hard time. He goes, Jesus, you're like a fucking albacore around my neck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a tuna. This is fucking great, man. And, but I think the greatest was Nancy, the, the played Tony's mother. Marsh Hand. She's. Uh, they got her. Uh, uh, oh, the chair. Carmela's picking her up at the at the uh, uh, to get her out of there so Tony can put his guns away, yeah. and she's picking up Olivia. And so she gets in the car. She goes, "Ma, don't forget to put on your seatbelt." And you hear, "I can't find it." <laughs> Just one line. <laughs> so, so uh, that's unbelievable. That's exactly what an old woman would say, especially she was, her. She was tremendous. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, 25th anniversary, happy anniversary of that. And you know what? I was talking last week. I don't know if you're, you're Italian. Did you ever do this when you were a kid? Do you know that thing, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo? Yeah. We had a version in my neighborhood. I'm just going to review this and see if John had this going on in, in Somerville. Eeny, Meeny, Tuzzatini, Aga, Gugolini, Azza, Tazza, Novalazza, Alcos, Y-O-U. Did you have the Italian version? A version of that. We, we had an English version of it. I never heard that version. We had something like that, but it was totally in English. Well, you should teach everybody you know that because it's any mini tozzatini aga gugolini atzatatsa nova lots. Wow! I was like, it's beautiful. This was like an Italian thing. A whole, my, yeah. na- a whole group was doing this. The, my neighbors, my friends, the, when I was growing up, the Italian guys that I grew up with, they, that's how they did it. When they picked, you know, for yeah. for go play hide and seek, right? Who's <laughs> it? What are you laughing at? <laughs> not that. You I see what I mean? Funny. I got no memories and no backstory. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm a blank. I'm tabula rasso. You can fucking ste- blank canvas. You can steal that Atsatatsa thing for can your I backstory if you want to. It's yeah, like just, a fucking spell. You tell them you made it up. <laughs> the whole thing. Hey, I got a question. How did you get the role? How did you wind up being on The Sopranos? How did? What's the story that led up to that? <laughs> well, I just I got a call from the agent. We got an audition for you. You know, it's great. By this time, the season had been on one year. Yeah. I already knew, like, ooh, that's a show I'd love to be on. Yeah. So I got the call, had an audition. Went, I think it was, a, yeah, just for the casting person to get a call back. Then I go to the callback. Sometimes it's one person. You don't know who the fuck's going to be there. What happens at the callback? You got to read? You got to read. But yeah. when, in this case, I opened the door 
10 fucking people are sitting there like a mini audience. Uh-huh. That's like a fucking oh, a surge of anxiety, whatever. David Chase in the center. Like and they fucking, were all nude. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to picture them nude. Fuck them, right? I'm walking in. Ooh. So how'd that go? It, it went great. So the deal was, I'm sitting in the hallway seeing Chuck Zito, this guy, that guy, familiar faces. Like, I'm not going to get this fucking all on this guy. Look at this fucking guy. What's the deal? Oh, I'm fucked. He's not good. Oh, this guy like that all day long, yeah, right? Yeah. So I wore leopard shoes. Suede <laughs> leopard shoes. Which you wore all the time. Which I, I stole them from Law and Order, right? And I said, this is a fucking show business shoe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear it to this fucking audition because Gigi, they said, was flamboyant. Not in that way. Yeah. No, no, not, not <laughs> colorful. Fl- not flamboyant. I walk in the fucking room. There they are. They're all sitting there. I go, you're going to see a lot of good actors here today. No one's out acting these shoes. <laughs> they all laugh. I felt a surge of... I won the fucking room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in command now. Yeah. Because yeah. of your shoes. <laughs> I swear to God. Then I had weird, funky <laughs> socks on, which I almost underplayed. Someone yells from the back, and I love the socks. <laughs> so I'm like, and again, another fucking bow. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> says, hey, relax back there. I'm trying to do something. Here. So, and the lines weren't big for the audition. There's two disjointed lines. Like, don't even fucking match up. One's from one scene, one's from another. Yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's the preamble that wins you the fucking thing. If there's no back and forth with that, sure. and they base you on the stupid fucking line, right. you suck. It's just next. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah next. There's nothing there. Wow. That's, see, that's, but the, you know, there, there's got to be a certain amount of pressure for that kind of thing. You know, auditions of any kind. Oh. You know, I used You're to being hate, judged. Everything's uh, being judged. Yeah, I used to hate when hard. guys at radio stations say, "Come in here and sit down in the studio and do an audition tape for me." No, I said, "I've been on the air for ten years. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you listen to this tape of Isn't I, it unbelievable? Like a spec show and they get you in. No one's listening. It's not live. No. There's no callers. There's totally no nothing. There's no production. For ten years, that's why I didn't get hired as the big D in Hartford. <laughs> they kept making me do these things, and I had already been on the air in Hartford for years. Anyway, fuck them, Mikey. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> they I'm can done take with it right radio. up the fucking. You don't need that shit. <laughs> I'm done with radio because of them. Uh, so, but happy anniversary to all the cast of the. Uh, you know, the people Sopranos. wish me happy anniversary on Facebook, and I go, "Thank you, thank you so much." <laughs> they think I'm deeply much. moved by my 25th anniversary. <laughs> um, so, I, I several things that have nothing to do with the Sopranos. I got a quiz for you, yeah. by the way. A quiz? Well, well I'm going to get to that in a second, but I got to get this off my chest. I went to. Uh, you know, I I tweeted about the the Holiday Inn in Marlboro, Marlboro off Route Twenty. Howie Carr took it, and he he ran. He had a picture of the hotel. You pull up to the hotel, the Holiday Inn, which used to be you know quite a stopover place in, in uh, Marlboro. I, I pulled up there. Well, let's go I had a, on there. <laughs> I had a, I had a short pickup. stay, four hours. How much? I, I was Lyft driving, and I had to pick up this Haitian woman and her husband. And, the, and I pull up, and the sign on the on the hotel says. Closed to the public. It's a big sign, too. Closed to the public. So I said, what's this going on? So I, I did a little checking. I tweeted the thing out. 67,000 views later of my tweet. And Howie how yeah. talked about it on his radio show, yeah. Howie Carr. And he, he's doing a thing. And he wrote an article about it in the Herald. They have 500 Haitian people living in the hotel. There's, there are no rooms for anybody else except unless you're Haitian. I, I stopped there on the way over here today just to take a look. It's unbelievable what you see. It's like people milling about, walking about. They're all Haitian. They're, they're, they're all like on their phones and they're they're playing checkers in the lobby. And it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And there's a guard there. No, he says oh, you can't come in. I said, well, I, I said I'm just here to see a friend of mine. You can't come in. <laughs> here's here's but I found <laughs> out. Here's the deal they get, Jenny. 
They get the hotel room, which is three thousand bucks, you know, uh, value. Yep. A month. With that, they get three square meals. The, the, the continental breakfast. They get a lunch. Then they they cater uh, from a restaurant in Brockton. They bring in Creole food for the Haitian people oh, at night God. at the cost Man. at the cost of two point five million dollars a year that we pay for that we pay for yeah. as taxpayers. So they get their three square meals. This they get the free room. They get internet. They get uh, cable television. They get shows diapers. Formula for the babies. Everything. They get free Ubers. Booze. Phones. Free lawyers. What free the... health care. Oh, I heard about the lawyers today. They're wait, all assigned lawyers. But wait. Yeah. This is fucking this, dumb. Uh, this is not, they get $800 in EBT debit credit per month. They get $3,400 per month in DTA, Department of Transition, oh, man. Um, federal money. So they're making 4200 bucks for doing shit in the hotel. And by the way. The place is trashed. Yeah. Of course it is. It's it's all Haitians living there. You ever been to Haiti? Mm-hmm. You ever seen pictures Are of Haiti? Are they using the hibachis? The whole country's trashed. Are they using the hibachis right in the fucking hotel room <laughs> with the fucking barbecue right in the fucking square it, box? It's room? unbelievable. So one guy, uh, they talked to somebody who knows a guy who who was there. He's get He went to uh, get a job because they give you a social security. You, know, you can work now. You know, you come in here. You, he went to uh, Amazon. And they and he quit after three days because he realized that he he makes more collecting the benefits. They they take out money out of your benefits if you're working. He see, he makes more in benefits than he does at at a job. So why why are they coming here if they don't have a job and if they don't want the job? What are we doing now? Imagine how all of them would feel if the government said, "Okay, listen, yeah, you're right. We better stop this right now." What do you suppose would happen to all these people who are used to getting all the perks? They're going to go crazy. They'll They're going to pillage and come to your house. They That's will. why you need to be fucking strapped. Bingo. Because <laughs> once they lose their money and their f- all that, where are they going to go? They're not going to sit there. Yep. They're coming for us. Well, the, Ma- Maura Healy says $915 million extra we're going to need in the budget to take care of all the um, all the immigrants. That's for 2024. And I'm hearing estimates that it's going to be double that. She yeah. created and, and, and enforced a monster that is ultimately going to eat her. Imagine that. This, this whole thing that's happening right now is going to destroy us and her as well. Didn't she ask for people to take them into their homes? Politically, she yes. In? This should be all over politically. It's crazy. But, but it's not. And, and Massachusetts is the only state in the union that has the right to shelter law oh, yeah. where you automatically get a room. Now, wow. okay, no other state has it. So let me see. If you were homeless, let's say, in Connecticut, wouldn't you move to Massachusetts? Of course. Get the free stuff? Oh, yeah. We are so fucked. This state is so it's messed so up. so fucked up, and, isn't it? And I didn't trigger until I saw, oh, wait, the hotel's not open to the public? Why? Well, because there's 125 Haitian families living there <laughs> and doing nothing except taking money. I don't get it. Yeah, Can you imagine time. those politicians legitimately ask you sincerely, would you consider taking a family into your home to live? Can you yeah, fucking yeah. believe it? I don't even let my family stay over. No one stays over. You let some fucking straight out. Come on in. Here's your fucking room. That's me. I'll be watching TV. Walk around. Get the fuck out You take here. a family. You're my own family. Imagine no. walking in the fucking kitchen. There's fucking people you don't know. What the fuck you doing? Oh, you know when you have God. a guest over the house for a couple of days, everybody's sort of like on their best behavior. You can't quite be yourself. You can't fart in the hallway. It's, it's you know? not yeah. Good. By the third day, you hate them and want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can you can fart in the hallway, but you have to do a strider as you're walking somewhere. You got to make sure no one knows. Uh, so I talked to Billy, Billy, who along with you and Jerry Thornton are the champions of the of the podcast as far as overall appearances. Uh, 
Bill's doing great. His his pacemaker. Billy. Yep. He's got B- the pacemaker. pacemaker. Yeah, he's got a pacemaker. Everybody's got him. I asked him, I said, how's your pacemaker working? He goes, it's, he goes, it's great, but my Prius won't start. <laughs> uh, he's doing well. He told me a story that I have to relate to you guys. We're, we're talking about Stan Pappy had his birthday the other day when Bill Lee got traded for Stan Pappy. Shortstop Pappy? Pappy. Pappy. He was awful, man. <laughs> he sucked. They traded Bill Lee. He, Bill Lee goes to the Expos. Bill, Bill goes to the Expos and wins 16 games for the awful Montreal Expos. Stan Pappy comes to the Red Sox, bats 188 with six RBIs. <laughs> that's, in what a short, that's what a shortstop could get away with that shit. Well, I looked up Bill's numbers. Bill had more hits and RBIs as a pitcher the Pap- than Pappy had as a player for the Red Sox. So <laughs> You know, you said that was a bad Montreal team. They won 95 games that year. Because of Bill Lee. Because yeah. he was 16 and he won 16 games. It's a solid so, season. So Stan, I was talking about that being the worst trade ever in Red Sox history, and somebody tweeted at me. He said, oh, what about Babe Ruth? Hey, he wasn't traded. He was yeah. sold. Yeah. It was fucking dealt. Dumbass. <laughs> I said, Danny Cater for Sparky Lyle was bad. And then Bill says, Danny Cater. He goes... He got hit by a pitch when he was on the Red Sox. He's laying in the dirt. He got hit in the head. And he's on the ground, and George Scott was in the on-deck circle. Boomer. Boomer. And, and Danny Cater's in the, on the ground going, I can't see. I can't see. And Scott says to him, well, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the, that's typical Boomer shit. Uh, I have a news story, just one. One news story. Yeah, you have a thing? And now... The News with Mike Adams. The News. Here's Anchorman Mike Adams. Mike. Thanks, Mike. A Minnesota mother is accused of sexually abusing two teen hockey players who were in town for a tournament, according to police. Allison Chardin, 39, charged with two counts of criminal sexual conduct. Authorities saying that she's accused of going to a hotel in Roseville, Minnesota, where the teenagers were on January 14th and sexually abusing them. The outlets reported that the authorities alleged Chardin met the hockey players in the hotel's pool area. And according to the complaint, she was in the hot tub with the teens and allegedly told them she was having marital problems. Those guys were having a great time. They, they were going to high stick her in the crease. <laughs> I think I saw this film. Chardin allegedly messaged or massaged, messaged one of the boys on Snapchat, uh, meeting with him and said... She and her husband had a fight, and then she asked if she could come to his room. Uh, the, the cure-all. And then in, on February 1st, finally, she admitted to having sexual contact with the boys. That's not, you know, high-sticking is a penalty in the NHL. How old were these not boys? Not in a hotel. How old were the boys? They were teenagers. It doesn't so, say here. They can't even mention their so names. So they banged her, and then they fucking told? Well, you know. <laughs> Is that what they did? She told. Stupid teenager. All right, one I saw that story. It's an interesting story because she claims she had a beef with the husband. You think that she told the husband, I'll be right back. I'm going to go down the hall and fuck two guys. <laughs> Come right back. You stay here. Did you see Miley Cyrus on uh, the Grammys? We by the, did. By the way, I, des- I decided that uh, as far as watching the Grammys, yeah. I'd rather watch my late grandmother, Grammy, than watch this bullshit they put on this. This is awful. awful. I, I saw granny porn. Yeah. It's it's really <laughs> awful. It's but Miley Cyrus comes out with a gown made of fourteen thousand gold safety pins. Nice. That was her rock. Uh, and she had a Farrah Fawcett style bouffant. By the way, I met her dad at Fenway. We were doing a the big show in the afternoon at EEI. Yeah. And Billy Ray Cyrus was at the Jimmy Fund thing. Mm-hmm. Billy, he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. He yeah. came in and he did, sat in the studio yeah. and did a song right there live in the studio. It was yeah. kind of cool. I met her. You did? Yeah. Years ago. I was uh, I was working at Kiss. How old was she? 
She was probably like 15, 16, yeah, something like he, that. He says probably, but yeah. he doesn't know. Yeah. Like I, did, didn't, I didn't card her. You didn't ask her right away? <laughs> you, can you call me in three years? Yeah, you were, you were quite a Romeo back then, man. I know. We, we all had your reputation. Um, by the way, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Signal, we talked about her. You know who she's married to? No. This is really s- weird. The, the, the son of Lenny Dykstra. Is she what? really? Yeah. How about That's that? That's the second husband. I know that. Yes. Right. Yeah. The the she she got married to uh, his name is Cooper. What's his name? I'm gonna find it here. Oh, uh, is it right here? Hold on. Is it, oh here it is. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh no, it's right here. <laughs> she began dating Cutter Dykstra. Is his name Cutter, Cutter the son of Ooh. Lenny Dykstra and fraud and fraudster. He's a fraudster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cutter's a fraudster. So they have two kids together. Sheesh. Yeah. Dickie Dykstra? No. (laughs) The first husband turned out to be a fucking legitimate con man or something. He got pinched. Really? Yeah, doing something, yeah. Anyway, she she had a nose job between the pilot and the first season. I believe she She, did. She had to have. Nice uh, kid. She was always very nice. Yep, she seemed nice when I met her ever so briefly. Okay, do you want to do a Sopranos trivia quiz? You you ready for this? Yeah. You should win. I suck at it. No, not really. I lose right. the fans. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Me, me, I'll go. Okay, Bill Smith. I know nothing. Uh, Tony finally begins to grieve for his mother in season three while watching what movie? The Godfather. Nope. I, I don't remember this. High Noon. The Public Enemy. Oh, oh with um, James Keg. Ralphie nearly blinds Georgie at the strip club <laughs> while reenacting a scene from what movie? Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Right. <laughs> Gladiator. In this life or the next. Right. Sorry. He, he, he didn't know her name, but he was Gladiator. She was a hoa. <laughs> What's the name of the racehorse that Tony owned? Piomai. Piomai. Correct. We got two out of three. Carmella makes an offer they can refuse to what college recruiters, what college's recruiter? Oh, Dartmouth? Meadow in season two. Oh, man. I, is it uh, Brown? I don't know. Georgetown. Oh, okay. Georgetown. Yeah. What restaurant does Tony set fire to to prevent Artie Bucco from getting whacked? Vesuvio? Yes. Oh, Vesuvio. Good going. Which boss's slow death gives Tony and Junior a chance to vie for his replacement? Oh. Uh, Slow death. Tony Lip, fucking Carmine. No, ja- no, Jackie Junior. Right? Jackie, Jackie April. Senior. Senior. Jackie April. Johnny Sack starts a war because of a joke he told about his wife. No, it was a joke oh, that yeah. Ralphie told oh, about yeah, right. his wife. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I fucked that up. I'm going to skip joke with the two. Did a sixty-pound mole removed from her ass? <laughs> All right. Who wears a wire to a Sopranos family funeral in season three? Pussy. It says Ray Curto. Ray oh, Curto. Yeah. Oh, Ray Curto, yeah. He had a great line in an episode on me. He goes, These fucking kids. <laughs> I played that line over and over again. He's sitting in the group. Like, These fucking kids. Uh, uh, Tony re-gifts what items to his maid's husband from Richie in season two? The jacket. The jacket. The jacket. It says a coat. The jacket. It's, it's the jacket. The jacket. The jacket. The jacket. <laughs> That's the that, best. That guy was the most, I think, one of the most hateable guys in the whole series. Isn't he fucking great, though? He's <laughs> one of my favorite guys in God, the show. God, you hated his guts the minute you saw him. He's man. fucking bad. He's legitimately bad and dangerous. 
Who's re- revealed to be an informant for the FBI in the final season Ooh. of The Sopranos? Final oh, season. Fuck. I faded. See, that's a tough one. Sal. Bombonsaro? Bon, 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 <laughs> I can't bon, even say it. Bonavena. I used to hang around with a guy named Russ Pensiero. Yeah. How about Oscar Bonavena? Hey. <laughs> uh, what's the name of Tony Soprano's boat? Uh, the oh, Stugat. 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 Who becomes acting boss of the DeMeo crime family during Tony's coma in season six? Uh, acting Sil. boss. Right? Sil. Sil. Sylvia? Sylvia. No. Now it says Bobby Bacala. No. Really? No, 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 no. Because there's a whole scene with Sil and his wife, and she's talking about him being in the boss. And there's a whole episode about him being too stressed about Wait, it. Didn't he get shot, though, at the end of that? That was two seasons Bacala. later? Well, oh, it, it was not. Well, right here, Bobby Bacala Bacalari. That's, that's him, all right. Let me look it up. He was the boss of that something else. That could very else. well <laughs> be. It's like one of them weird presidencies in history the guy served like for fucking six months. I don't count that whole phase. <laughs> Who does? Yeah, Tony- right here. I just typed it in two thousand April twenty two thousand six when Tony ends up in a coma after being shot by his uncle in a fit of dementia. It falls upon Silvio to take the reins as acting boss of the DeMeo family. That comes from the Sopranos fandom. So, then whoever did this quiz is an asshole. Is Somebody an asshole. fucked up the quiz. Right? Stupid. Why'd they do that? To make that. me look bad. <laughs> they wanted to make you look bad. Exactly. Yeah, and I did, all I did was cut and paste this yeah, shit. I didn't write False it. information. Wait till they give this quiz. All right, here's <laughs> one. What's the name of the Russian mobster who Polly Walnuts and Christopher chase into the woods? Oh, fuck. What's he his was name? an interior decorator. He's a Czechoslovakian? <laughs> Uh, I have, his furniture was name? for shit. All these things. You don't know his name. You don't know his name. Constantine. Valerie. That's it. I fucking know. Pine it. Barons episode, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a great episode. That is. That's a great one. Fucking Cerigo. That's what I mean. You go for him pound for pound, all his lines, all his key oh, shows. Yeah. The guy's fucking unbelievable. The, the thing about the, the urine on the, the, show. the urine on the shoelaces. I was there for that. I uh, sat at that scene was sitting there. So great. Now, what was your favorite scene that you did in, in The Sopranos? Um, I mean, in other words, just as far as being participant. I like the scene when I sit at the desk warning him about the Parisi brother. See, Tony, this fucking guy. I mean, he was coming, guys, asking about you. But beep, boom, that was, I was sitting with all the guys. That was my first day. Yeah. And all this fucking dialogue. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there and they're all facing me. Yeah, yeah. So that was the day I was really prepared for. Had a sure. Lot, probably the most lines I had in one episode. Right. So I had to address them, talk to him. That was my favorite scene. It's just, uh, you, but you probably got some really good memories of uh, working with Jimmy. Oh, yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He made you feel like, he, you know, he, he was the daddy. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. Everybody yeah, says the same hug. thing about that guy. You felt at yeah. ease with him. Yeah. Do you want to scene? I, I love that scene with you and him and your, I think you're talking about Ralph. And the house? No, in in the office. And oh, yeah, he's got yeah. the compu- you've got the computer up. That's the one Shut- I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that's that one. Log Shut off. that shit. Yeah. That cookie those, shit. Uh, those cookies make me nervous. <laughs> so, so okay. Great. So who killed uh, Richie April? Janice. Yeah. Janice. That's right. See, this this is an easier quiz than you guys thought when they finally you got down good, to it. See? It's uh, what, I, I'm gonna give you guys an A. Well, they were good. They were better than me. Outside of sitcoms, it's probably the only show people truly rewatch. What was your favorite sitcom of all time? Sitcom? Yeah. All in the Family. Man, I don't know. I got several. Here's what, sitcom. Here's what we're doing. We've been watching. We watched The Nanny, all of it, from beginning to end. Yeah. Fran Dresser, sneaky yeah, hot. Yeah. We watched... Uh, she is. Happily, Annoying, though, the voice. Yeah, I could so never hot, live though. with the She's advice. in another one. Happily Divorced. 
Uh, we just finished watching the entire Dick Van Dyke show. In the whole thing? White. The whole thing, the entire Jesus. thing. And uh, what wow. happens is you find out that the good shows, it's not so much the acting, although it is, but it's the writing. Everything is just, that's why it works. That's why it's interesting. It never gets boring. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing. But the favorite one? Jesus, I don't know. I mean, yeah. for Spinning. me, it was probably prime Simpsons. That like mid '90s Simpsons might have been the best of all of them. I think so. Seinfeld, I love. I like to. I, I, love, I, like, always my, sunny I like in Curb. I like my mother's the car with Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke. Van Dyke, the brother. The brother didn't make it as famous as the no, other brother. Because he's the other brother, Jerry, the fucking brother. They gave him a show <laughs> a for loser. Fuck. Yeah, they yanked the fucking show. Who that did was the a voice short, of the car? The short run, right? Who did the voice of the oh, car? Oh, fucking Cloris Leachman. No, in 1928, <laughs> Porter. So fucking Ruth Buzzy. No, Ann Southern. <laughs> Ann Southern. Southern. Oh. She was from the North. A 1928 Porter. <laughs> That's my mother, dear. She helps me through everything I do, and I'm so glad she's here. My mother, the car. That was a great fucking tune. That's when a TV show had a good tone. It was a bad now series. They suck. It yeah. wasn't funny right. at all. No. Was it a year and a half? Did you know they have a gay version uh, 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 with Barbara Eden called I Dream of Weenie? Uh, yeah, that didn't hey, make it. No, I'm sorry. Neither did that joke. What a but, sucky concept! I, <laughs> you go in there, you pitch your show. Yeah, we're gonna make your uh, mother a car. Go, get the fuck out of my office now. We're not making that show. Screw. What's I, next? I got it. Great idea. Hold on. Listen. All to right, this. we'll make yeah. her a zebra. Oh, good idea. Yeah, your mother will be the car that yeah. talks. Fuck off. <laughs> get out. <laughs> well, with John Fiore, we're going to put a, throw a little Italian music your way because we always do. It's tradition. We thank you for coming down and Anytime. visiting us once again. Uh, our good buddy John Fiore and Ben Kitchen is going to. Uh, oh, you did this already. He's ahead of he, you're ahead of yourself. Ben knows you got it all been. queued up. Ready to go. And Smitty, of course, perfection. Joe and Jerry, everybody, come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, Joan, as a bar in Far Bombay. So come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Can you believe it? Come fly with me. We'll float down to Peru. In Llama Land, you can squeeze my gland, and I'll take a big fat poo. Come fly with me, Joan. We'll float down in the blue. That's yours! Once I get you up there, where the air is rarefied, we'll just glide starry-eyed. Starry-eyed, he said. Once I get you up there, I'll be holding on to my groin. You might even hear the angels cheer. Not from Anaheim. Because we're together, and weather-wise, it's such a lovely day. Just say the words, and I'll lay some turds down at Acapulco Bay, Joe. It's perfect for flying in a honeymoon, they say. Did I fuck that up? Come fly with me. Let's fly, we'll fly away. Pack it up, Joe. Pack it up. Packing it, Joe. Oh, I'm stuck. Beautiful.